This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. First of all, I didn't hurt the goose. He landed and he walked off fine. <laughs> you know, I just had to front kick him and let him know. They've given me this horse. Like, they, there's always that one horse that's like, just about to die. <laughs> and so you, going, are like, you saying you got the senior citizen horse? I did. When the official advice is played dead, that's basically the way of the authorities saying, you're fucked. <laughs> so just make the best of it. Steer into the skid, baby. <laughs> Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So have you ever had one of those really weird days? Recently, I had a day where I got out of my car and I realized I had left my wallet sitting on my dresser at home. And my brain automatically started thinking about everything that was going to be jacked up because I don't have my wallet on me. You can't get any lunch today because you don't have any money. You can't even get in the building today because you don't have your security clearance card. They're going to have to buzz you in. And for the rest of the day, I had that gnawing feeling like something was just off. Something was wrong. Like that feeling you get when you've got that hangnail that's just too short to reach with your fingers or with your teeth, but just long enough to drive you fucking insane. Well, that's the feeling I had for the very first time ever when I was in kindergarten. I was standing in my grandmother and my grandfather's living room, and I'm listening to Wheel of Fortune play in the background, hearing Pat Sajak say, come on, spin that wheel. And my grandfather's sitting in front of me in his easy chair, and he's got two of his fingers in my mouth, and he's kind of rooting around like you do when you drop the remote under the couch. And you're not sure how far back it fell, so you just stick your arm under there and you kind of rummage around. That's what he's doing with his fingers in my mouth. And as he's doing it, I'm thinking, this is weird. No matter who would do that, do it, this is weird. Now, this day didn't start out weird at all. Actually, this day had started out completely normal because I had gotten a new coat. And my new coat wasn't just a new coat. It was awesome. It had been really cold that year, and all I had was a little light jacket. And there were some mornings that I would go to the bus stop and freeze my ass off. But I didn't think too much about it because I'd go to the bus stop, then I'd get on the bus, and it'd be warm there. I'd get inside the school. It'd be warm there. It'd be a little chilly at recess, but I didn't really think about needing to tell anybody I needed a new coat. My mom and dad were new parents at the time because I was a leftover from a previous relationship. They'd only been together for about a year, and Stephen's only a few months old. So if I didn't complain to them, they had no idea that I needed a better coat for winter. But my mama did. That weekend, I had actually gone to go visit my mama and papa at her house. And as soon as she looks at me standing there in like the 20 or 30 degree weather, she goes, Now, now this coat ain't going to work for you, boy. We need to go get you a new jacket. And that night, we jumped in the car, headed off to Macy's, and she picked out my new winter coat. And when she picked it out, it wasn't just a coat. It was badass. It was dark blue. It had this really nice lining on the inside. But it had a hood that went over the top of your head. And on that hood, it had the fur like Luke and Han had had in Empire Strikes Back when they're on the ice planet. And this wasn't lost on me because Empire Strikes Back had only come out a couple years before this. So as soon as I see this jacket, I'm like, this is badass. So because Empire has only come out a couple years before this, I'm looking at this coat and thinking, holy shit, I've got a coat that looks exactly like Luke Skywalker's when he was in Empire Strikes Back. I know it wasn't the right color because it was dark blue. I know the fur wasn't right on the hood, but in my head, it was a goddamn replica of the one that he'd worn in the movie, and I couldn't wait to show it off at school. 
So the very next Monday, when I get up that Monday morning, I pop out of bed like I'm walking on sunshine. I throw on my Tonka truck t-shirt. I throw on my jeans and I head out into the morning air. And when I say it was cold that year, I mean, it was like low twenties kind of cold. And this is before we had those little pansy ass rooms at the end of all the neighborhoods that were heated for kids to wait in. No, we just waited at the end of our driveway and endured the cold, but it didn't bother me because I had my new coat. And I was one of the last stops on the route to school. So as soon as I get on the bus, it's pretty much a straight shot. And when I get to the elementary school, I want to be able to walk into Milford Elementary and show off my Luke Skywalker jacket. So as soon as I get off the bus, I pull the hood up because in my kindergarten mind, that's the best way to show this jacket off to everybody at school. And I walk into the cafeteria as I'm heading to go get breakfast. And of course, one of the administrators goes, pull your hood down. That's a hat, boy. You can't have that on in school. So I pull the hood down and I jump in line and I'm the first kid in there for breakfast. My bus had gotten there early that morning and two more kids jump in the line behind me. We'll say they're Kevin and Ralph. And as we get in line, the little kid Kevin looks at me and goes, that's a nice coat, man. In my head, I start thinking, this is awesome. These kids are in like third or fourth grade. I'm in kindergarten. I've only moved to this school a couple of weeks ago. Now I've got the Luke Skywalker jacket and I've got this kid who's like a third or fourth grader telling me it's awesome. I'm probably going to end up being the coolest kid in school. I'm going to end up being the quarterback of the football team, the kid who dates the head cheerleader. And as I'm having all these fantasies about how cool this coat is making me, I'm suddenly jerked out of these fantasies by Kevin pulling on the back of my hood and jerking me backwards. When I look back, I'm like, cut it out, man. Leave me alone. This is this is a jacket my, my grandmother got me. You don't, you don't want to mess my jacket up. Now, when you're in elementary school, you don't want people to mess your clothes up because you get in trouble when you get home. And other kids know this. So they usually are like, okay, that's cool, man. I get it. You don't want to mess your coat up. Not Kevin. Him and Ralph immediately start laughing and they start jerking back on my hood again. And they pull on it like three or four more times and they're pulling me, but not too hard or anything like that. It's just more annoying. And I spin around on my heel and I say, stop it or I'm going to tell on both of y'all. Now, when you're in elementary school, someone saying they're going to tell on you either does one of two things. It makes you stop what you're doing so that you don't get told on or it pisses you off and makes you want to do something even worse. But luckily for me, Kevin and Ralph decide they're going to back off and we make our way through the breakfast line and I go see the cashier at the very end of the line. And as I'm walking out, I'm looking out at the tables trying to figure out where I'm going to sit and all that stuff. And I've got my tray in my hand and suddenly I feel a very familiar feeling as Kevin grabs my hood and pulls it. But he doesn't just pull it a little bit like in front of the cafeteria lunch lady and everything like that. He grabs my coat and pulls it as hard as he can. And when he pulls it, he doesn't just grab it and pull it. He pulls it towards the ground. So as he does this, I'm not ready for it. My tray goes flying into the the sky. There's grits and powdered eggs and a box of milk that flies off my tray. And when he grabs me and pulls me down, he pulls me down with all of his force. And like I said, he's about three or four years older than me. He pulls me down kind of hard and I go down like I just got hit with a right hand from Tyson pre-face tattoo. And as I go down, my whole face starts hurting. I'm like, oh shit, what the hell just happened? And as I start to stand up, I realized that when Kevin had taken me and pulled me to the ground, my face had smashed directly into the porcelain floor. And I look down and I see two of my teeth laying there and I see a little pile of blood and I stick my finger towards my face and I realize I'm bleeding. I had to call the office. They had to send me home. They had to get my mom to come and get me. And it became this huge, big deal. And my mom the whole time was going, I don't know what we're going to do. We may end up having to take you to the dentist. I'm going to take you over to my dad's house and we'll figure out what to do. So we get over there that afternoon after obviously they'd taken me home and got me ice cream to make me feel better. That afternoon when her dad had gotten home from work, we went over to his house and he sticks his fingers in my mouth. And my mom's going, you think we need to take him to the dentist? You think we need to take him to the dentist? And my grandpa goes, no, nah, them's just baby teeth. You'll be fine. 
Hey guys, welcome back to another week and Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag, you're going to find our show as well as the Nothing But a Bob Thang podcast, the Beyond the Outer Rim podcast, and the Steve Callis Show podcast. And this week, we talk about a lot of different stuff, but we focus mainly on our interactions with animals. I explain the story of when my dad punched a horse to Kenny, and he tells me how his dad actually all also punched a horse. We discuss his poop scooping days at a horse farm, and then we discuss this one idiot who got bit by a shark, a snake, and attacked by a bear. So check it out. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my underground lair. Yeah, I came into the studio today, uh, did everything I usually do, unpacked my computer, pulled everything out, got the power cord out, put in the mouse, and uh, set my bag in this little chair next to my where I record at and Kenny's cat decided that my bag is now his pillow. And he's way too fat to be using your bag. <laughs> he's like, no, he he's, basically hangs over the sides of the pillow. Yes, he's the, hanging uh, over, but he's like desperate to make a point. <laughs> so he's staying on this bag. So I want to go back to a point that uh, I've said before that your cat is fat. And then I want to rewind the tape here to hear when you said that your cat is too fat. He's to not sitting on fat. He's too bag. fat for that bag. Yes. Your words were that your cat is fat. And I've said that your cat is fat before, and I feel like now I've painted you into a corner, sir. So, um, so you are pro body shaming? No, I'm not pro body shaming. I'm You're just body shaming your the cat. words. The cat doesn't have feelings when it comes to his body. I said he was too fat for a specific item. You were saying he was fat in general, right? Your cat is fat. Either My cat way, is thirty pounds. Your bag is not big enough for a thirty pound animal to use as a bed. He looks pathetic. He's too long. His head and his back feet are hanging off of it. Look at him. <laughs> he's he's longer than the bag. He's he's literally. It's like if a little kid didn't want his younger brother to get something, but it's way too small for him. But he's refusing to let go. So he puts on the t-shirt that's way yes. too small. And it's like basically ripping across his arms and shit. Or like an old, like out, like a costume, like an old Halloween costume yeah. that he didn't want to give up. Yeah. It's the exact situation I'm seeing over there with my cat trying his best. He's trying to curl up right now and make this work better. Cause now we've, we've shamed him. Yeah. Well, now that Kenny's uh, body shamed his cat. Yeah. Well, he doesn't care. He's a cat. <laughs> so we, we've talked about your many adventures with nature, um, about how you uh, you kicked a goose at one point. Just came into a goose's area. I did area. not kick a goose. I defended myself successfully against the goose. Let's be honest, dude. You kicked the goose in the chest. If there were charges brought, it would be against the goose. Yeah, okay. He assaulted me. I was just there in my own yard. Yeah, you weren't in your own yard. You went down to some... No, our yard had a lake in it at Ray's house. Yeah, but at Ray's house, the lake wasn't a part. Like, you didn't No, that the... was on his backyard. It he was... didn't own the lake, sir. Nature owns the lake. It's no, not his No, it wasn't lake. a real lake. They made the lake when they made the subdivision. But as soon as they put like, we really wildlife own, like, around it... No, dude, wildlife just lands there. They're geese. They fly. <laughs> they don't follow the laws. They're renegades. Exactly. <laughs> renegades. <laughs> 
<laughs> Renegade geese, dude. Okay. So when the geese landed there, though, like that suddenly hey, became man, a part of Hey, man, I didn't eat their nature. fucking children like the dogs did. <laughs> I believe you might have walked a dog down there no, dude, and walked it over the to their nest. Had the goose been paying attention to his damn nest instead of worrying about me and Chris. Shut up, bitch! Still trying to smoke mids out in the backyard back when mids were considered good weed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was always sneaking off with Chris. Shut up, bitch! So we'd have to smoke swag in the garage. So you're saying that you did not assault a goose? No, I defended myself from a goose attack. So there would have been no countersuit against you. Know, you even hurt. First of all, I didn't hurt the goose. He landed and he walked off fine. <laughs> you know, I just had to front kick him and let him know. In my head, like, you fucking super kicked him, sweet chin music style. It was style more like he shit. tried to fly at me and I literally blocked it. It was more like one of the reversals <laughs> than an attack kick. And he just comes like, okay, this guy's not going to put up with my goose ass shit. So I'm going to go back over here to the pond. So I told a story recently. We used to fish in that pond, too. Yeah, I've heard that there was a fish in there. So I told a story recently about my dad. They farmed it. They uh, put them in there. My dad punched a horse in the face, by the way. I bet the horse laughed at him. No. My, he there was The horse was standing on his foot. and um, he was Yeah, just, but I'm saying because the horse's skulls are so thick, I bet the horse was lack, lacking impressed. Well, what he told me <laughs> is the horse, like, he punched the horse in the face, and the horse, like, shook its head, looked at him. And then took a step back off his foot. And yeah, that's how your whole... dad tells the story. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was like 35 minutes of him pushing this horse, hoping it would get off his foot. <laughs> exactly. And the horse laughing at him. First of all, you punch a horse and it's really mad about it. It's just going to bite you. Their teeth are huge. So, <laughs> if I got bit by a horse. Horses bite. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, horses will bite the shit out of you. I've never heard of a horse bite. If you anyone. fuck with them. I mean, I was around horses a lot because my aunt used to have a horse. And there's nothing fun about it horse i'm just gonna throw that out there wait a minute how are horses not fun first of all you have to rent the stable they stay in like the stall that one stall and it's expensive and then you have to go clean the fucking thing out yourself even though you're renting it when that just seems like a bad business model if i'm no that's how all of them work you have to go and clean it out like two times a week and basically cleaning out means shoveling all the fucking shit out of there and putting new hay in there (laughs) see i don't want to see all right my wife has talked about uh let's go buy a horse farm and we'll we'll have like um, staff to do the horses. Yeah. And I'm like, where's the where's the money for the staff coming from? Okay, because because <laughs> where's the money for the horse farm? Coming from? <laughs> oh, that's fine. We we got that taken care of. I mean, seriously, like, where's the staff coming from? Remember that show we were watching earlier where the kid imagined that he was a fighter pilot? Yeah, I think your wife imagined she owned a horse farm. <laughs> well, I told her we'll buy a fucking LED screen to put outside the window and put horses that, that run by. That sounds so much smarter. Or move next door to a horse farm. <laughs> Get the horses for fucking free. Horses are. Tremendous tremendous amount of work and none of those places had staff so i'm just gonna go ahead and let you both know that none of those places had staff they rent it to you and expect you to take care of it yourself and if you didn't eh. oh and mountains when i say mountains to an eight-year-old they were mountains mountains of horse shit <laughs> i've seen horse poop before <laughs> they pile it up and it becomes a mountain and you roll your goddamn little cart to the top of the mountain you're on top of horse shit <laughs> Then you dump it on the top of the mountain and it grows. And I mean, this happens two or three times a week. Wait a minute. You just dump horse shit on top of horse shit? And it becomes a mountain of horse shit. <laughs> and what do they do? What do they do with this horse shit? Like what once they- or twice a year, a company will come out and buy it for like not a lot of money, but you're basically lucky if they take it for free so you don't have to dispose of it. Let's go they back. They use it for fertilizer. I, let's go back because I missed a detail. Who owned the horse originally? Your aunt? My aunt owned a horse. Her, his name was Pinto. Well, that somebody broke a leg on that one. Yeah, my aunt was very yeah. Good job. <laughs> His name was Mustang or some shit. That was her first horse, and then she got a girl horse. I can't remember that horse's name. The girl horse was a lot nicer. Um, 
I'm still stuck on the fact that they had a, a shit mountain and then people can oh, there were multiple shit mountains. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is off of a uh Smyrna Powder Springs Road, remember uh-huh. off Concord? Yeah. And Nickajack Creek Road. On that corner it used to be a horse farm. That's and they rented out stalls. That's like the dark underbelly that they don't tell you. Like when you think of a horse farm, you think of like riding horses with like flowing manes. I mean, that and part shit. happened too, but riding a horse. But nobody is tells a, you about shit mountain. And riding the horses is not nearly as much fun as you think it is either. No, about an hour on a horse is your uh, is, balls hurt so bad. Your legs hurt. <laughs> you were tired of doing it. The one time me and Nikki, um, a couple years ago for Mother's Day, I got her a weekend in Delonica, and we went horseback riding. And the horse that we were on. Um, they had given me this horse. Like, they, there's always that one horse that's like just about to die. <laughs> and you, they call him, are like, you saying you got the senior citizen horse? I did. The horse named like Rebel or Scout. Yours is named Glue or Chief or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, here's my, Glue. Mine's named Almost. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's what they do with them. They send them to oh, glue yeah. They send them to Glue Factory or they turn into dog food. That's what happened in the in the pig farm or whatever it was called, the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Animal Farm? Yeah, Animal Farm. The communist pigs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they sent the horse to the farm. Yeah, so we go on this horseback riding trip. And it's like it, when I read the thing, the original like uh, uh, description of it, it was like, you know, a lovely ride through the afternoon and we're going to go through some trails and shit. This was like a fucking advanced degree horse ride, horse trail. <laughs> like we were jumping creeks and shit like that. All right, that. lean forward and hold on to the to – the- Thingy majiggy on the that front. That is exactly at one point. Yeah, that's what we you were do going when they jump. Hill, you have to lean into it. We were going up a hill at one point where he said, "Lean forward because if you don't, you may fall backwards and your horse may fall." Right. I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> the horse isn't going to fall. He's just going to stand a little bit and send you flying. That's what really happened. <laughs> Horses rarely fall. What well, was you fall citizen horse that I'm on? I didn't well, want he this might to die. happen. I didn't want this to fucking happen with senior citizen horse or glue. Most horses are smart enough to know what to do when you fall off. And uh, more than once, I pole slid down a horse's leg because it was getting too wild. <laughs> Crazy for me. You did what? And Man. the horse was always cool about it. It was like, go ahead and let the little kid slide down my leg. It's fine. Because um, so- getting off of it when you're like 12, like eight, because I was even 12 is too old. I was younger than that. It was like eight, seven, six range. Right. You're way up in the air on a horse. <laughs> you feel like you have like, no control. You're like, this is nothing like the carousel. I feel like I'm on top of a mountain here. So you start to get whiskey and fall down. The only thing you do is grab his leg and slide down. You, the stirrup is above your head. The, oh, the yeah. Piece when you're a where kid. you put your foot up. They're like, just jump in that and throw your leg over. And you're like, <laughs> what am I, a rocket? <laughs> It's like the first day when you're training in wrestling, I bet. When they're like, go through the middle so what rope. What they do for kids is they bring them over to a fence and you climb on top of the fence and step onto them. At this horseback riding thing, they had one of those kind of, they had something like that, but it was like a, a platform. It was just for fat adults. <laughs> it was for every adult because apparently they had so many fucking adults Dude, fall off getting horses. on a horse, even as an adult, is not an easy thing. It looks easy to people who see people that do it every day do it. When you watch a it's Western not. or some shit like that and you see somebody like put their leg down and jump over a horse, you think that shit is going to be super it's, fucking it's easy. It's akin to the, what the U.S. Olympic team does for gymnastics. <laughs> You see, you get that exact same feeling when you try to get your leg over a horse, and then inevitably you always end up laying on the horse. The horse is just like shaking its head, like this is going to be so bad. And glue the senior citizen that I'm riding. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck, dude? And this was back before I'd lost any weight or anything like that. So I'm like 300 pounds. This horse is like, yeah, this is fair. (laughs) This is fair. I get that guy. 
God damn it, dude. So yeah, that was my, uh, so did you have any other like bullshit experiences with nature that we haven't well, talked see, my about? My cousin used to freak out. She was the one that always got bit by the horses and fell off. <laughs> I did really, I'm always I've never getting bit by a horse. I've so never you went to high school with my cousin. Uh, Christy? Were, yeah. She was okay, the one that did yeah. not do well with horses. <laughs> I was pretty good with the horses. They liked me. I liked them. Never got bit. I used to feed them apples and shit. Horses are kind of like dogs, as I understand it. They take your cues. So if yeah. you're really scared, then they're going to be like, and my guy. aunt took me out there all the time. So I was down with the horses. Like, what you do when you feed a horse is you just hold your hand very flat. You don't want your fingers sticking up. And when she explained that to me, it basically, you don't stick your <laughs> fucking fingers up. All my cousins, they couldn't grasp that simple subject. So they got their well, fucking fingers Why does Kitty like the horses so much more? Because they're idiots. They'll grab you by the hair and shit if they don't like you. They'll grab you by the hair, but yeah. with their teeth? Horses are dickheads if they don't like you. My dad hates horses. <laughs> he so punched a horse, too. Down. He punched a horse, too. See, he told me the real story. <laughs> so, wait, your dad and my dad both punched horses at one yeah, point? Yeah, my dad said he broke his hand and the horse laughed at him. <laughs> and that made more sense because I've seen a horse's skull. Oh, yeah. It's like bigger it, than it's our, not... it's as big as our torso. <laughs> I, I, I saw the Conan movie. I think your dad might have seen that movie and decided that was a way better story than when he tried to get the horse off his foot. My dad said he was something like 12 years old or some shit when he did this. So you got to imagine his little 12-year-old hand like punching <laughs> this horse in the face. The horse probably bit him on the hair. <laughs> your dad probably – that's why he shoots animals probably because that horse humiliated him. So the reason I brought up my experiences with nature and your experiences with nature is because <laughs> – I heard a story that I had to talk about with you about a guy named Dylan McWilliams. Dylan. Okay. Anybody named Dylan's up to no good. Typically somebody named Dylan. Steve has, and Amy's children have proven that. <laughs> if your name is Dylan, chances are you're, you're some sort of a rebel. Have or you heard outlaw. about what Dylan did? No. Oh goodness. You did hear the pause the story. <laughs> Okay, so just about every Dylan we know is some form of a rebel, and when we get back, Kenny is going to tell us a story about one of the Dylans that we know. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to hear our Dylan story, and then we're going to talk later on about another Dylan who possibly has the worst luck ever. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's 738. Shut up, everyone. Shut up. Woo! This is Leo. This is Kitty. This is Fez. This is Jackie. This is Cobra. What's up? And Midgey. We are Afterburn 739 Podcast coming to you from Squish Bar. Tune in every week and hear us talk about anything and everything. We are not politically correct. We are certainly not well informed. Sometimes we will make shit up. But we will make you laugh. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Afterburn739.com. And Twitter and Afterburn739. What's Stitcher? Hello, Kitty. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. My jingle. <laughs> and you never know who might turn up in Squish Bar in the Turkey Bucket Gallery. <laughs> I quit. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Have you ever been sitting around and said, man, I wish there was more now that I'm older than just the one episode I get every week? Well, now you're in luck. If you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, you're going to get stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? How the fuck have you been preparing your whole life for a woman to attack you with a samurai sword? Who prepares for that? 
trying to train a cat shh, army. Shh, 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 Jesus, dude, you cannot have a cat shh, army and fucking dude, firearm dude, safety. Dude, shut up. <laughs> okay. We don't need this about in public right now. So be sure to go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, contribute up to the $10 level. And when we drop Patreon exclusive content, you'll get to hear it every single week. And remember, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Thanks a lot. Marvin, what do you make all this? Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped? Oh, what the fuck's happening now? Oh, oh man. Shit. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck did you do that? Very dark, very quick, is a delicious talk and variety show. Squished around interviews with a side order of skits, a double heaving of characters, and hot steaming wins. Each episode, Mike and Aaron order up a new topic and serve it up to you as the blue plate special du jour. You can catch Very Dark Very Quick on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BlogTalkRadio.com. Very Dark Very Quick is a member of the Astro Panda Network. Vegan friendly, MSG and GMO free. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. Okay. I, mean, I, I know Amy and Steve don't care if we talk about this because Steve doesn't know what podcasts are. And, Amy still <laughs> like, and Amy still likes us. So. Okay. <laughs> I love that Amy refused to unfriend us when Steve got mad that we didn't like Trump. <laughs> she was like, no, I don't like Trump either. <laughs> it's fine. Go ahead, Steve. It's fine. Dylan took off and went to Florida for spring break after he was told no. <laughs> Dude. To the point where even Alex went on Facebook and said he was out of control. <laughs> <laughs> My little brother Alex says you're out of control. You are you're, definitely you're out, out of, of control. control. <laughs> Something has gone wrong in your life for him. Oh, to say. dude, his mom was so mad on Facebook, and he was posting death threats. Basically, dude, let me be honest and say if Christopher just busted out and went like somewhere, keep like in that mind you're I not talking no, about 18 year old Christopher. We're talking about 16 year old Christopher, and just left. Yeah, just. They told him no specifically, and he just wasn't there the next morning. <laughs> did he have to take 30 lashes at the post when he got back? Oh, or I don't what? know what Steve did. Steve said he was going to handle it because they were like, I would call the wall. And Steve was like, no, that's too easy. <laughs> and you know, Steve's old school. Dude, they might have had a fucking bare knuckle fist fight. Have, or some so, shit he the made him fight him. And I bought mad money on Steve in that situation. Oh, dude. <laughs> Guys, my friend Steve, if you've ever watched uh, Deadliest Catch, and you've ever thought I could never ever Steve do this be on kind the crab boat. <laughs> Steve is the kind of guy who would be on the crab and not just be on the crab boat. He'd be the guy throwing the hook and shit. Like Steve, Steve would be Steve the guy. Like broke half his organs one time and walked down our driveway two days later. <laughs> he like shattered his shoulder. Like his ruptured his, a kidney. His liver was in the wrong place or some shit. Like like his liver was in his leg. He or was some a, shit. he was in a motocross and he was at one of those actual tracks and he took a jump that was basically one of those mountains of dirt that are as big as a house. Like the poop mountain, yeah. And just lost it on the landing and his bike basically impaled him. Yeah. Didn't break the skin, but jacked up all his organs, broke half his ribs, dislocated his shoulder. And his neck was fucked up, like from, from then forward. Like and he and was fighting the nurses the whole time because he didn't want morphine because it makes him sick to his stomach. I'm like, Steve, they have stuff for your stomach they can give you with it. <laughs> and, and he went to work like the next day. Like, like Steve was out Dude, of work for like a day or this, two. And, and he was out of work for about a week. But by day two, when he came home, the day he came home, because. Our basement was the hangout place for the neighborhood. Right. Everybody would come over to hang out in our basement. For everybody who was cool. And then here comes Steve. I see him walking down. No shirt. Bandages all over everything. Pair of jeans. Lumbering down the 
like he's pissed off, not even in pain so much as aggravated that his motorcycle's wrecked. <laughs> and we're like, uh, are you supposed should, to be? <laughs> should you be in traction or some shit right now, sir? No, uh, they told me the story about being mad at him and forgiving him morphine. I'd be like mad as fuck if they weren't giving me morphine fast enough. Could I have a prescription for morphine, perhaps? <laughs> could, could there be a but drip? Yeah. Anyway, he's the one that, that Dylan had to deal with. <laughs> See, that that just tells me, like, they had one of those fucking uh, Apollo Creed's uh, Rocky moments where it was like ding, ding in the and basement. And I remember got to when, see his what old, when his oldest son, who has his own kid now, when he acted up, me and Steve were tracking him down in my car, <laughs> calling the cops on him. See, I feel so gl- glad that I haven't had to deal with any of the tracking him down in my car, any of that. But Christopher's not going to do anything that requires that much effort. Well, Christopher, <laughs> the only thing Christopher did is Christopher's had, big on comfort, just like we were. He's not going to rock the system too much. Did I tell you he broke his foot? No. I did see him posting that he wants to move to California. He's he's actually got plans to move to California. Like his plan is in August to uh his friend is moving to California because his uh dad has a or his granddad has a business or something like that. And he's gonna be like going out there to work in this business and it's like I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna be like smuggling weapons or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it, it sounds like one of those things he's gonna get out there, like they're telling him I don't know, like if it's a landscape or technology <laughs> or something, but he's gonna get out there and have to start smuggling <laughs> weapons or some shit. And within a couple of years, he's gonna be like George Young from Blow or some shit. But anyway, <laughs> these are just some thoughts that I have about you know him moving to California. But hey, you gotta get out there. <laughs> Smuggling blow, give me a call. <laughs> The whole reason I brought up Dylan McWilliams in the first place is um, just recently he got um, bit by a shark while boogie boarding off the island of Kauai, Hawaii. Now, it's not uncommon to get bit by sharks, but it's first off, if anybody. It doesn't happen every day, but if, yes, if they, it happens. If anybody tells me that there is a possibility of their sharks being in there, I'm not getting in that water. Depends on what kind of shark. Right. If it's a bull fucking, shark, I'm not going anywhere near fucking bull shark. I'm not going anywhere near one tiger of Tiger sharks, none of those kind of sharks. Pretty much any of the bitey kind of sharks. I'm not <laughs> going anywhere towards the bitey sharks, okay? Those two are worse than any of the other two. Bull sharks and tiger sharks are the ones that bite you the most. So getting bit by a shark is really fucking rare, right? Right. Well, way less common than, say, a car wreck. So he got bit by a shark less than a year after he got bit by a black bear. <laughs> First of all, I thought black bears were like bitch bears. <laughs> as long as you yelled at them loud enough, they ran away. He was camping in Boulder County, Colorado. As a matter of fact, I've seen videos pound, of house cats take out bears. He got bit by a 300-pound black bear. Okay. 300 pounds is a lot of bear. That's a lot of bear, but still, we're not talking grizzlies here where basically you have no option. If a grizzly decides it's going to eat you and you don't have a gun, you're just going to eat. <laughs> I mean, there's pretty much nothing you can, they say shit like play dead but you're at that point like what are you really going to be playing for when I they, mean, if when they, when the, when at when you, the official advice is play dead it, that's basically the way of the authorities saying you're fucked <laughs> <laughs> so just make the best of it steer into the skid baby anywhere they have brown bears where I'm out where there's not authorities to deal with brown bears in the immediate vicinity I will be armed because I am never going to be in a situation where I have a bear and I have no way of defending myself. Because I'm not going fist to cuffs with a bear. This is not Legends of the Fall. <laughs> so before I came over here today, um, I told Nikki I had some podcast stuff to do. And typically I'll go downstairs to the man pit. I'll turn on the television, you know, let it be in the background while I'm doing podcasts. Is there a bear shit. there? No, there's no bears there. <laughs> but this afternoon, she what said. What happened to the guy with the shark? Hold on, hold on. This afternoon, she says, come out to the backyard. Hang out on the back porch with me because she was playing in her garden and shit like that. So I could hear the birds chirping and shit. And like it was all nice and it was spring and it was beautiful outside. The one thing there wasn't in my backyard, I was enjoying nature. 
But I wasn't somewhere where three. Cobb. That's not nature. <laughs> That's outside. <laughs> Still nature, goddamn okay. it. Okay, you had some songbirds in the area. But the thing is, is in my area in East Cobb, there's no 300 pound black bears that come in my backyard. <laughs> That's what I'm saying you are out. If I go out to gear. camp, if I go out to camp, I want to be in a place where there's park rangers with rifles. <laughs> That are there to protect me from the yeah, three. Generally, if I go bears. camp somewhere, it's in an area called the name starts with either state or national because <laughs> they're parks with, with armed rangers. I never go out into like the true wilderness. No, no, don't need that. And so, if I do, be heavily armed. Um, and when you say heavily armed, what do you mean? Like, do you have like a Gatling gun or something no, like I'd that? Use, or? I'd have the 12 gauge. You have a shotgun with you? Yeah, 12 gauge, probably the AR 15, and uh, probably a 9 you're gonna have like guns over both shoulders. Like you're gonna be no, looking like the Rambo. shotguns in the in the car, the, the ARs in the tent, and the nines on me. Why would these shotgun be in the car? If there's a bear nearby, I'd want that shit like within arm's reach. No, if I'm in the tent, I want the AR. And this is how you end up shooting a camper coming over to ask if they See, can if borrow. you're in the camp and you're shooting a shotgun, that's not safe. You want the shotgun for when you're out on the trails. See, you don't know nothing about nature. Because <laughs> I'm an East Cobb, like we said. The shotgun spreads out. You shoot that through a tent wall. You're generally another tent right next to yours. The AR, I'm like a laser. I, I'm precisioned in with that son of a bitch. I just feel like you're going to Plus, the shooting. AR is very, very loud. It's the loudest of all the guns because of the sonic boom, and it'll scare the bear away on the first shot. Because you were talking about, again, brown bears. I'm not even going to any place like Alaska with grizzly bears because that's just a death with, machine. I'm not going anywhere with any of the bitey sort of bears. Uh, any sort of bitey we bears? We have bitey bears here. There was actually a bear in Cobb County recently. Well, not on my side. No, it was on your side. It was in Roswell. We're in East Cobb, remember? It was in Roswell. Right. That's Fulton. Part of Roswell is <laughs> East Cobb. No. Oh, that, where the bear was was Fulton. Okay. <laughs> Chattahoochee River Park, which is like three miles from your house. So, um, but it was a bitch ass brown bear. It wasn't even like a three hundred pound brown uh, black bear. It was a bitch ass black bear that was like one hundred and fifty pounds. So Dylan McCann, the house cat, scared. Dylan McWilliams was about thirty yards off the shore when he was knocked off his board and suddenly felt a searing pain in his right leg. At first, he panics, didn't know if he'd lost half his leg or what, and he said that was the scariest part. I didn't know where the shark was, and I didn't know if he was coming after me again. He says he got bit by a six to eight foot long tiger sharp. Said he saw stripes on this thing. He started kicking the fuck out of it and then started swimming to shore. Okay. And he had <laughs> no idea. And like people are running up to the shore being like, oh my God. Oh my God. You got bit by a shark. Oh my God. But he got away from the fucking shark. Okay. This is a guy that obviously if you've gotten bit by a black bear and then you've gotten bit by a shark, maybe it's time to start staying in your fucking house. Or maybe, maybe nature's telling know. you something. Get some shark propellant or something. No, no, no. This isn't the this isn't the biggest or this isn't the only thing that he's been bitten by. Three years ago, this motherfucker got bit by a rattlesnake All right, in now, Utah. Now look, I've managed to live my whole life and not get bit by anything other than like some little shitty ass fucking shit size dogs. It's always <laughs> the little ones that get you. I've they never, always get you from behind, two little bitch ass dogs. Um, I've gotten bit by bugs out of nature. Wow. <laughs> going out on a branch there, aren't you? <laughs> but I've never been bit by a shark. Never been bit by a shark or any oh. kind of snake. Never been bit by a bear. Sorry, audience. That's Shane, his slack-ass computer. <laughs> never been bit by a shark. I've been in the Caribbean Ocean or the Caribbean Ocean. I've been like around fish and shit. No sharks. Because if they told me there were sharks nearby, I'd have gotten the fuck out of the water and moved on. I this guy, where sharks go. <laughs> this guy bit by a shark, a snake, 
and a, this guy's asking for it. Nature fucking something. hates him. Nature fucking hate. And this isn't Steve Irwin. Let's be let's be dead Does honest. Does this here. guy own like a polluting company? Is nature <laughs> seriously like trying to get vengeance? I want to know. Um, I, I want more. I want more details about this person. Uh, Dylan McWilliams is only twenty years old. I don't think he owns anything significant. What if he's the heir of a company that was a big polluter? I think you're going off on a limb here. I'm going into comic book theory <laughs> i think you're uh, you're turning this guy into kingpin or some shit like that well he's the anti-aquaman <laughs> animals are hating because he polluted the ocean all right guys sorry about that this was a good clip and uh kenny had to go and ruin it <laughs> talk to fish Get to the chopper! that's it for now that i'm older this week guys thank you so much for checking out the show you can find us online now that i'm older.com facebook google play stitcher and itunes you can also find us on twitter and gmail but it's at ntio pod check back next thursday for a brand new episode and as always getting older sucks but can be awesome at the same time have a great week this is about over folks ladies and gentlemen thank you for coming now that i'm older Don't ever let somebody tell you, you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you, you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period.